go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. All right, all right, Dog Nation. What's up, everybody? This is a week where um, whew, on my phone quite a lot. Uh, let's see. I think the headline that we chose for our show tonight does it uh, extreme justice. Uh, we're talking about. Um, I would think, in my own estimation, probably the newsiest week uh, for Georgia football recruiting, at least going back to, I guess I would say, maybe February of 2020. That's when, you know, Georgia closed out with some guys like Cedric Von Prawn and um, Broderick Jones. But those guys were already committed that stayed. And maybe you could go December 2019 when Georgia closed out the, the 2020, the bulk of the 2020 recruiting class on early signing day. But this just feels different, guys. It, it feels different uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, forgive my Southern manners. I got to remember my Southern manners. We've got uh, our show, Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger each and every week. Um, hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. Uh, great seeing everybody again tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, and uh, reminder, this show is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, you can find it in podcast form after we stream live on YouTube and Facebook. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all, all that stuff, and also on the Apple Podcast platform. But I'm digressing here because uh, we've got a lot of recruiting stuff to talk about. Um, I guess first and foremost, Georgia goes from 12 uh, commitments in the 2022 cycle, number one overall in the country. They lose Big Bear Alexander. They lose Dayon Bowie. Um, I think one of those guys is probably more likely to return to the Georgia class than the other. Um, the uh, I, I guess it was last Tuesday, so we're now in eight days of full-fledged visits. Shoot, if I had to guess, I think Georgia's probably hosted 600, 700 kids at least. Um, maybe four, maybe 400, 500 kids. Uh, lots of kids have came through and seen Georgia or camped at Georgia over the last eight days. That's a good thing. The doors are wide open, and Georgia has a beautiful new facility to show them. Uh, that 80 million is very well spent. Um, but Georgia goes down two commitments, two five stars. Uh, my good buddy Connor Riley at dognation.com wrote this morning uh, some historical significance to it. Georgia lost a pair of five stars in October of 2028. That's when Georgia lost uh, Jaden Hazelwood. And they also lost John Emery Jr., uh, two five stars that are still in college football at Oklahoma and LSU, respectively. Um, but these were two back-to-back five-stars, back-to-back uh, days. Um, I think most dog fans, most dog nation readers and fans are probably probably gleeful that we've gotten to 8 o'clock on Wednesday and there have been no five-star defections from the class. I can assuredly say that you won't see that out of Malachi Starks. Malachi Starks, the lone remaining five-star in the class now, is not visiting anywhere except the University of Georgia. Um, he will honor the timeless and old-school version of being committed um, so Malachi is uh, the highest ranking commitment uh, left in Georgia's class. Georgia now falls to number four, if you guys can believe that. Uh, we've got a busy show where we're kind of going to recap a little bit. We're going to have two really cool interview segments. They're about five minutes each. Uh, one of those is going to be the man everybody wants to hear from this week. That's Branson Robinson, the All-American running back. You're going to hear the exact uh, audio of my interview with uh, Branson Robinson, which which appeared in a uh, dognation.com uh, feature story earlier this week. Uh, then you're also going to hear what I think is a pretty amazing thing for the future of Georgia football. 
everybody talks about that RBU position and the legacy of the RBU position. Well, I've got a good chat as well with Justice Haynes, the 2023 running back, who, along with Richard Young, I think are the two alphas that Georgia and Dell McGee are looking at for Georgia in the 2023 class. Man, Justice is impressive. Where do you see the practice video or the workout video uh, that I caught up with him the other day? Uh, man, that guy looks like he's he's he looks like seriously, guys. He looks like he's preparing to go to the NFL right now, when really he's just preparing to go to the NFL. Excuse me, to go to the uh, his junior year of high school football. The way he's cut, the way he tra- he's trains, the way he's developed, the way he takes care of his body, worries about nutrition, worries about recovery. Uh, that's advanced thinking for the son of former uh, Georgia Bulldog and former Pittsburgh Steeler, Veron Haynes. Uh, everybody remembers that name in Georgia football history for sure. Um, couple thoughts here. Uh, since the Bear Alexander, the big Bear Alexander story broke. Um, let me see. That's what I've learned here. Um, so he's taking an official visit to uh, Miami this weekend. He's going to be in Southern Cal the following weekend. Uh, he was actually at Texas today. So this is a wide open kind of uh, restart, reboot of his recruitment, to say the least. Uh, I guess everyone's involved now. Everybody's in it. I, I don't think, uh, and this is what I'm being told, I don't think that Georgia will get an official visit for him from him in the fall. That's just going to depend on how um, that relationship mends or remains intact following the decommitment. Those things are always very tricky. Um, There's also the fact that uh, Bear Alexander and his camp want to use their official visits for uh, places they haven't seen before. And Georgia doesn't no longer qualify for that list. Uh, Atlanta's easier to get to than most cities. Uh, So you would see, uh, you're going to see a lot of visits from Big Bear Alexander. The other guy, Dayon Bowie, I think, Things to think about there. You know, Nick Williams played a part in both of their recruitments. Nick Williams at Texas A&M played a part in both of their recruitments. Somebody asked me, pretty good question on Dog Nation Forum. I think they sent me a personal message, but somebody asked me, um, do I think that those two guys would still be committed uh, to Georgia if Nick Williams was still on staff? That's a very good question. Um, I could say Dayon Bowie probably would still be committed to the class. Uh, you know, the other thing with Big Bear Alexander, he's out in Texas. He is very likely to visit uh, Texas A&M anyway, but certainly the relationships in place there that Jimbo has uh, brought onto his staff with Nick Williams surely went a long way in um, uh, some comfortability and also an ease of a quick visit once the doors open again for from the NCAA pandemic. Um those are some thoughts. And, guys, we're going to get to the back half of our show, that top targets list. That was probably the most uh, the most engineering and reconstruction of that list that I've done in quite some while because I had to try and put a place for to find a way for Big Bear Alexander to see if he still belongs on that list and also for Dayon Bowie as well. So that's something to think about for the back half of our show. But right now uh, we had a very good conversation. You guys saw a lot of it, uh, heard, read a lot of it, I saw the quotes, a lot of it on uh, dognation.com. We wrote about big, when we wrote about big Branson Robinson out of Mississippi, who rivals just recently elevated to a five-star and the nation's number one running back in the country. we got five good minutes. Uh, you can hear from Branson Robin himself, Robinson, Robinson himself, kind of hear how he felt about the Georgia visit. Let's take a listen to that right now. You had some time for us a little marinate a little bit. What's, what's the big thing that stands out to you about the visit? I mean, the coaches, man, the coaches, you know, 
They show so much love. I mean, not just Coach McGee. I mean, every coach on the coaching staff, you know. Everybody came up to me, shook me. Every coach came up to me, shook my hand, talked to me. Everybody. Coach Smart, I mean, I did, I got the eight that spec you was talking about. I got to eat it, eat it right beside him, you know. I was around Coach Smart a lot, more than I was than Coach McGee, actually, on the visit. So, yeah, the coaches, man, they, they show a lot of love. What did, what was Coach Smart's big message to you? Oh, man, he just wanted to know that, um, you know, I'm going into a great situation, you know, if I decide to go there. I mean, you look at the, the, the depth chart, you know, Samir and James, you know, most likely they're leaving, you know, when, by the time I get there. And, you know, me and Kimball, Kimball was actually my player host, so I, get, I got to talk with him and how, how everything's going to be if I commit there or not. So, yeah. How how well did Kimball do with that? Oh, he did. He, he hit on everything, man. He told me how, you know, what it's like to be a running back at Georgia, you know, the things we do at practice, the things we do after practice, you know, the extra work you got to put in to be, you know, what you want to be at, you know, at Georgia. And so, yeah, we, we hit on just about everything. Now, that's pretty cool, Branson. That's, you know, you know RBU and you see all the guys, but it sounds like there's, uh, a, there's a boatload of work that goes into wearing that shield, right? Yes, sir, it is. Man, was that the best part of your visit? Oh, uh, man, there's so many good parts. I think, I don't, I think the best part about it is it's probably, it's probably the way the cooking part, you know, the the players, you know, they keep, they got a cooking class. You know, I got to cook and everything with the other prospects. You know, that was a lot of fun, and that might have been the, the highlight of everything. So, you know, that I got to cook a little bit, show a little bit of my cooking skills, and, you know, that, that's probably the best part. I had a lot of fun. I mean, I, coming into the visit, I expected to have fun, but it was more than what I expected. And, I mean, I was smiling having fun the whole time. And, yeah, so it was great. What do you think is the best thing about Georgia now? The best thing, uh, best thing about Georgia is so many good things, man. The best thing I want to say about Georgia is probably, probably the fans, man. I mean, fans are Georgia fans are everywhere, you know. So, I mean, outside of campus, before I even got on campus, I was at the Atlanta airport, and you know, it's a huge airport. And, People came up to me saying, you know, they're a huge fan, and you know, they watch me all the time. You know, they're big. They a lot of Georgia alumni was there, and they said they watch me all the time. And you know, just just the fans, man, like they they they're great as far as the visit went. You know, everything was just amazing. You know, from the time time I woke up in the hotel, from the time we got through things, to the time even when I went to sleep, you know, it was just it was I was just happy, you know, the whole time. I never it never was a dull moment. And yeah, so they, they set the bar, you know, and like I said, it's it's pretty it's pretty high up there. What was it like when evening? What was going through your mind when you left? Honestly I didn't wanna that was the only sad part. I take that back. It was a dual moment, you know. The dual moment is I didn't want to leave, you know. I had so much fun, you know. I, I want to stay here, you know. So that was the only dual moment of the trip, you know. So, yeah. Uh, right now, you know, <clears throat> it's my parents' decision. I, I made it. We all talked about it. Uh, we want to go on a, 
visits. We want to go about, yeah, three or four more visits, you know, see what other schools have to offer. Even if I, you know, before I even went to the owner visit, uh, we decided even if after the visit I wanted to commit to Georgia, we still was just go on the uh, next couple of visits, you know, see what everybody else have to offer. So, yeah, that was the plan all along. But, Branson, were you tempted at all? Did, 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 you know, like, did you have to sit there and say, no, 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 I, 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 we're going to wait this out? Did, did, they, did they give you pause or anything? You got the, you got the vibe of that a little bit, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, after uh, Friday, after every day uh, was over, you know, we stayed there three days, so. Uh, after every day was over, out of all the visits and stuff we done on that day, me and my dad would go talk in the hotel room, you know. And I'd bring it up a couple times, you know, about that. And, you know, we, you know, we had to step on the brakes, you know, because, like I said, you know, the plan all along going in, and we want to take a couple visits, see what everybody else has to offer. So, yeah, that definitely came up. All right, guys, you you saw the quotes a couple of days ago on DogNation.com. Now you got to hear them from yourself. That was some of that interview, that good stuff there with Branson Robinson. That we, if you're just joining us, we had a, we had an early part of our show where we talked about the decommitments day on Bowie, Big Bear Alexander. I shared a few thoughts about what I think is going going forward with Big Bear Alexander in the future. Um, but that's but that's what you have there with Big Bear Alexander what I think maybe George's chances are maybe to possibly get back with Bear Alexander or uh, where I kind of see that uh, recruiting going. Uh, we just uh, ran a, a pretty good package where we had a good conversation with, with Branson Robinson. Uh, that was him recapping his uh, Georgia official visit, but you know what, let's do something cool here. Nobody's seen this on the pages of DogNation.com yet. This is a, uh, you're going to see it here first right now on before the hedges and speaking of before the hedges, Let's let's right now let's get a chance to uh, chop it up with a Georgia legacy running back. I think he's the top target or one A one B target for Georgia in the 2023 running back class, the 2023 recruiting class. Uh, that would be uh, Justice Haynes making a name for himself aside from his talented father, Veron Haynes. Uh, Justice Haynes uh, caught up with him after he just saw uh, Georgia and Clemson in back to back weeks. Some fascinating stuff. And, guys, you watch him working out and some of this workout video that's accompanying this interview, guys. You want to go uh, You want to go get on the uh, kettlebells. You want to go get on the Stairmaster, get on the Nautilus, get on the Peloton, whatever. And you want to get a lift in um, before the night's over because that Justice Haynes dude is coming with it. Uh, let's take about three or four minutes, have a good chat right now with Justice Haynes on Before the Hedges. Justice Haynes, man, you're. Uh, I want to hear your movie review. So you've been been to Georgia, Clemson, back to back days. First off, you got to tell a friend about the new Georgia. What are you telling them first? The facilities is amazing. It's top of the line, best you could have. Recovery, the locker room, the sauna, the steam room, even the showers are amazing. Everything's amazing there. The new turf facility, everything. And you, you've learned that there's more on the way. Like, Georgia's not done yet. What else is coming? Uh, they're building a 24-hour uh, chef. They're going to have 24-hour chefs, and it's going to be a restaurant for the players, and they can order food on, their, uh, on an app, and they, they can just pick it up and go and go to class or go to a meeting if they're coming from class. And that's just surreal, and it's a, a connect to the Butts Mirror. So you'll see. Um, 
Justice, you are a legacy, a Georgia legacy. You've said a lot of times that Georgia has that home feeling or it feels like home. What's the feeling now when you left Georgia? What did it feel like coming back home and talking to a lot of guys that really want you to play football for them? Uh, that they really want me, that they really want me there. And that uh, home feeling, I felt it. I felt the energy. Uh, everyone was super excited uh, to see me, super excited. I, I dapped everyone up. Uh, it was just a surreal, uh, surreal moment. I, the players, I know a lot of players on the Georgia team right now. I got to see them, that was great. Uh, the players were welcoming, uh, and it was just really, it was a really good experience. But. What sticks in your mind? I think you've had the unique vantage point of Cle seeing Clemson on one day and then Georgia on the next day. I'm sure all that stuff has kind of blown your mind or your jaw might have dropped a lot. How would you compare where those two schools are right now in terms of facilities? Uh, they're both top of the line. Uh, one thing I would say that Clemson is a little more advanced they, they were ahead of the game i feel like but before i haven't seen anyone else's facilities about the size of them too really but they were a little bit ahead of georgia because they already have that 24 7 uh, order on your app and go uh thing they had a cool bowling out about bowling alley in their players lounge uh they both had barber shops uh clemson had a golf simulator they had a 3d um a 3D custom thing that they uh, that customizes pads. So if a player is like hurting, you just put it on your shoulder. That was pretty cool. I've never seen anyone have that. And so Clemson definitely the facility. I feel like they were a little bit more uh, advanced a little bit, but I know Georgia is getting up there too. What does Georgia say that makes you feel like you're a priority? You said that basically Clemson and Georgia recruit you as hard as anyone else, but also as creatively and uniquely as everybody else. What's Georgia's What's Georgia's way there? Uh, just Coach McGee telling me that I'm his guy. He wants me, and that I'm at the top of his list, and that he really wants me to be be there. And he can, he has to have me. That's what he tells me all the time. And Kirby expressed the same thing, and that was great to hear. And just Coach McGee, he, he asked me about life when we talk. He doesn't just talk about football, but he's talking about also make me a better man off the field, but also at the same time, he's, we're talking about football too, which is like the schemes and stuff like that. He's just a great guy and just trying to help me become a better player and just wants to see me succeed in every way. How many times did your dad go, oh my gosh, or you're so, you, the kids today are so spoiled, or how many times did he be like, there's nothing, we had nothing like this. We were lucky to have a cold tub. <laughs> he, said, he said that a lot. I heard that a lot throughout the trip. That's. All he kept saying is, these kids are spoiled. We, we didn't have anything about, we didn't have any of this. And there's no reason why these kids shouldn't fail. And it's, they, they have everything they need at the facility. There's no way they should be getting in trouble. That's what he said. And everything is at the facility, which is true. You get food, you have a player's lounge, you have PS5s, Xbox, bowling alleys, ping pong. Like you have everything. You got your boys in the, in the football team there. So, but, Justice, I think the thing with you, we've talked a lot about where you're at, your recruiting, your summer. I think the thing that sticks in my mind is you have this phrase, it's lonely at the top. And I think you're the kid that puts your head on the pillow at night and goes, man, there's a running back in Texas that might have worked harder than me because I took four hours off or whatever. Is that what really drives you, the, the feeling that if you want to be the best, you have to outwork everybody? Yes, sir, definitely. And it's, it's not just hard work. Hard work is definitely up there. Like, you have to work hard. And, but it's also recovery. I take recovery just as important as I take this hard work. And 
I'm just trying to one up my competition every time. And like you said, lonely at the top, because it is lonely at the top and you can't stop. Is the moment you stop is the moment your competition catches up and that just can't happen. Just the Saints. I think I've watched him for a long time. I've covered him as a recruit for a long time now. It looks like folks, he's almost ready for an NFL combine. That's what his mindset is at. He works like he's about to become a professional in football and he's still got one more, two more years of high school football to go. Justice, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you. All right, guys, uh, that, that's Justice Haynes, man. I tell you, look at that. Very impressive class of 2023 running back. He's at Blessed Trinity High School. He's going to be there for his junior season this fall. Uh, man, uh, people were asking, Blessed Trinity, that's in Roswell. Uh, he's, a, I think, a top 45 overall prospect. Nation's number three or four running back for that class on the 24-7 sports composite. If you ask me, I think Georgia values uh, him as high as any running back in the class and maybe the only peer. Uh, for him would be uh, Richard Young, the five-star out of uh, Lehigh Acres in Florida. Um, Richard Young's actually visiting Ohio State right now and looking pretty good doing it. Um, I, I mentioned this in Facebook. I was going to mention this uh, in uh, I mentioned this in YouTube right before we came back on. You guys got any questions? I think we've been hitting holes hard here, catching a lot of topics. I want to make sure I, I take some time to just pump the brakes a little bit and come back and forth with you guys a little bit if you have anything that's on your mind. Um, Christy, I'm catching this one off YouTube. Hope I answered your question. Uh, he's, he's from Georgia. His mom is actually a Florida graduate. Veron is a Georgia graduate. Um, I guess his, I guess he, I guess he would call him his stepmom now is, is a Florida graduate. So he's been to both Florida and Georgia a lot. He's going to visit Notre Dame this month. He's going to visit Ohio state and Michigan. He's going to go on a big tour this weekend, but so far he's only visited Florida, excuse me, Georgia and Clemson. I thought it was very interesting the things he had to share about facilities and stuff like that. We'll get his story up on the pages of dognation.com soon. But like I said, you guys were the first folks to see that, first folks to hear that, first folks to see that clip. Uh, we try to treat you guys right each and every Wednesday night on Before the Hedges on Dog Nation. Um, let me see. Uh, uh, Anthony Spano. Uh, Anthony, uh, sorry that wasn't wasn't what you liked, man. Um, that was something that I pulled from an uh, – a phone conversation. It was an audio conversation, sir. It was not a uh, live conversation, um, but that's something I packaged together with the audio from the interview and added it and, and added it to our program tonight. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. You guys have anything on uh, anything on? Um, actually, the the Justice Haynes interview was was it wasn't a telephone interview at all that was recorded live on camera um going forward um let me see i want to check out uh facebook now um let's see uh moose thames hey man thanks for joining us uh joseph kennedy needs to get a five-star wide receiver in this class uh philip jordan wells on facebook makes the comment that uh justice haynes looks like uh looks like just looks like his daddy um let me see uh let's see Tanil calvino uh graham nicholson how to hello to everybody out here all right guys let's do this this show each and every week uh, is brought to you guys by kroger um i call it this is the part of the part of the show where uh we all take a knee we unbuckle our chin straps and we uh, take a take a quick second uh to learn about uh everything that's going on at kroger to hear from kroger let's do that right now 
We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, fresh for everyone. And speaking of fresh for everyone, let's talk about a new top targets list. Like I said earlier in our show open, man, this is a lot of this is a lot of reconstruction on the list. Let's let's take a look at it right now. This is the version 6.2. Uh, we're going 16 names right now because we had to move a couple of names back into the uh, back into list. Number 16, that's the four-star offensive tackle, Tyler Booker. Uh, Tyler just took a big official visit, his first official visit to um, Florida this past weekend. Uh, Tyler is going to see Georgia the third weekend in um, of this month. He's got official set with, uh, I believe, Ohio State still coming up. He's got an official visit set with Alabama uh, as well. So he's going to have a very, uh, very busy um, month of June. It's really going to decide his recruiting. Number 15, that's the four-star defensive lineman, Christian Miller out of Cedar Grove. Christian Miller uh, did not make it to Athens this weekend. I don't, this week, I don't believe. And now he's going with Mikel Williams, a name you'll see much later in our top targets briefing. They're going to South Southern Cal, Southern California to see the USC Trojans on their Cali official visit this weekend. Number 14 on our list. He's dropping quite a lot here. 14 is four-star wide receiver Evan Stewart, Liberty High School, Frisco, Texas. Evan took another uh, impactful um, visit to Florida. Heard a lot of good things. There was some um, reports we cannot substantiate about how he felt about Georgia. Um, he currently has an official visit still scheduled for the month of uh, month of June. Number 13, this is a young man, Anai White. Uh, I think he's the number 42 overall prospect in the nation. He's going to be in Georgia this weekend on an official visit. Uh, he comes from the same, uh, the same high school program, which uh, has now sent Tyke Smith uh, to the University of Georgia. Another edge guy, I think he's the number two edge in the country. Uh, Georgia's been recruiting him hard, and that's a that's a position that Georgia's going to have to look closely at for restocking in the 2022 cycle. Um, they had a good one that was in town uh, this past weekend out of Maryland. Number 12, Keon Sab, IMG Academy, Bradenton, Florida. Again, he's going to take his official visit to the, the third weekend. Um, with all the other IMG and IMG guys to Georgia, Keon Sab is the nation's number one athlete. He was actually rated a high, higher than Dayon Bowie. Number 11, another guy that's uh, kind of tumbling down the list right now, Walter Nolan, St. Benedict at Auburndale out of Cordova, Tennessee. He just visited Florida this weekend. I know folks are going, man, that's a lot of Florida drifting some top targets down the list here uh, this week. It's kind of maybe par for core for the week, but Walter Nolan, I don't think he's going to shut down. Actually, there are reports swirling that he's supposed to be in Athens tomorrow, uh, that he's going to take a visit to check out Georgia this week. He's still got all these official visits planned. Um, I guess the general sense you hear about Walter Nolan and you see about Walter Nolan is he's growing fatigued with the recruiting process. Um, number 10 on the list is Jeremiah Alexander. Had a great visit to Georgia this past week. Had a great visit to Alabama this past week and had a great visit to Clemson. Uh, this past week. I think those will eventually formulate um, his uh, final three. He's not going to make his decision until after the season, most likely at an All-American game, the Under Armour All-American game. 
He's taking an, his only official visit this month to Central Florida. Uh, number 10, Jeremiah Alexander. And folks are wondering, man, even Jeremiah's flowing down the list a little bit right now. That's because number nine, Danny Dennis Sutton. This is the guy that really impressed the Georgia staff. He was really impressed um, by um, Georgia, to say the least. Penn State, Alabama, and Georgia are his final three. He's looking to make his decision in the next four to six weeks or so. Be very interesting to see how much Georgia can capitalize off their first visit, which was a great official visit. And, you know, Danny didn't, DDS had the chance to hang out with all the guys. Uh, Denylon Morissette. Denylon Morissette's actually got a connection to him as well. Uh, they've got those two guys both at least lived and played football in Maryland for a little bit. You know, Dennis Sutton was in town with all those other priority officials for the first weekend in June. And now this is, I, I think, where I think this is where this name needs to go. Um, not too high, not too low, kind of right in the middle. Uh, Big Bear Alexander out of Brewer in Fort Worth, Texas. Possibly, um, you know, I hear a lot of things all the time. Possibly, I think this might be as high as Big Bear Alexander will be for a while on this list. I think uh, things with Big Bear Alexander will not get um, – will not move back into the direction they were until he takes another visit to Georgia. He's going to probably going to visit 10 schools before he visits Georgia again. And like I said earlier in our show, I think he's going to take an unofficial to visit when he does um, go see Georgia again um, during the season. Number seven, we also wrote about him this week on dognation.com. Oscar Delt, I think the biggest thing Georgia did, I mean, all the good things that, that, that Georgia did, um, face-to-face interaction with Todd Hartley was great. His parents are won over. His parents uh, feel that um, Georgia could very well, should very well be the place to be. But for Oscar, um, the staff has convinced him that um, Georgia is going to feature the tight end and showcase the tight end. And that there's going to be big play providers in Georgia's offense going forward. And that's what he really needed to hear. I think that was the biggest missing check or the, the, thing, the thing Georgia really needed to do with Delp's official visit. And now they've done that. The also the thing that he remarked to me about that was pretty cool was he needed to kind of get immersed in the Georgia team and immersed in the Georgia culture. He told me a story about he was sitting at a table with the nylon and then there was Nolan Smith and then there was George Pickens. Good to hear that George Pickens is involved um, in uh, Georgia recruiting on the weekends and everything else like that. But uh, Zamir White was there, um, like all the really, you know, kind of high profile guys for Georgia football. We're sitting at the table and kind of hanging out with him, and he certainly appreciated that. Um, Oscar Delp also said some pretty interesting information in the story that Gilbert is definitely uh, – Eric Gilbert is definitely a wide receiver. Uh, he has no concerns about coming to Georgia to play tight end with Eric Gilbert there uh, with another year of eligibility at least uh, when he arrives in the class of 2022, should he choose Georgia. The big thing to know about Oscar is uh, Oscar's still going to take his visits, still going to visit some games. September the 30th is still the finish line for him with his public decision. Uh, Travis Shaw, he's going to probably visit Georgia uh, on an official the third weekend in June. That's when he will see um, Jalen Walker. His good buddy Jalen Walker will be in town as well. Uh, Travis is going to start visiting schools. He's overcoming um, some shoulder surgery. Won't be able to work out at any of the camps. But uh, you want to talk about a guy that um, certainly is now A1A for Georgia on the defensive tackle lane. Uh, with the news from Big Bear Alexander, that would be Travis Shaw. Travis Shaw was already 
an A1A priority prior to this decision. Of course, Georgia's going to have to fight with North Carolina and Clemson for Travis Shaw as well. Number five, I think you guys were wondering where he was going to show up. Dayon Bowie out of Bainbridge, Bainbridge, Georgia. The other five-star decommitment of the week, uh, Dayon Bowie. I always really loved Georgia. Uh, you'd always kind of thought he would wind up at Georgia. Um, Nick Williams was his primary recruiter, but there's still very close uh, connections there with Dayon and, um, you know, Gunnar Stockton, for instance, and also Kirby Smart, for instance. So uh, I think Dayon is a guy that's going to look around as well. Um, he was another guy that didn't really get to look around a lot. Uh, he, he even told me before his decommitment that he was going to go see Florida. He was going to go see Alabama. He's already seen Texas A&M. So now we'll have a lot to compare Georgia to. Number four on the list is Kojo Antwi. Got a story that's going to go up probably either tonight after our show or early tomorrow morning uh, with Kojo Antwi. I got his thoughts and re recap on uh, the Georgia official visit. And folks, I got to say that went very well for Georgia. Uh, the number four overall prospect here for the top targets list for 2022, 2022 uh, that's Kojo Antwi. Number three on the list is the five-star safety, the number one safety in the country, Kamari Wilson, another IMG Academy lad, another IMG Academy standout, should I say, a defending champion, a sender. Um, Kamari Wilson is visiting everywhere. I think he's visited um, Auburn. I think he's visited uh, Miami. I think he's visited Florida State. He's visited Georgia. He's basically been all around the world um, over the past. Um, he, went, he visited Mississippi State over the past week since the – uh, recruiting doors will open again. Number two, not much to be said about here. I think we've done a good job of informing you guys about Branson Robinson. You heard from him at the beginning of the program. Uh, that's Branson Robinson, number two on the list. And number one, number one, as I think a guy that has kind of been around college campuses more than those, you guys raise your hand or, you know, give me a, I, I got you, Jeff. Um, I think he's been around college campuses more than those credit card vendors. You know, the guys with the, whether it was a, a hoodie or a towel or a koozie or something like that. You know, when you show up at college and you see they're giving away credit cards forever, all the students get in trouble with. Um, Mikael Williams, I think he's visited Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Florida State, um, FSU. He's kind of been around the world, kind of a huge world tour. He's been to Auburn as well. He's been to Georgia Tech as well. So, I mean, you know, and that's another guy. Kamari Wilson went to see Georgia Tech as well. But five-star defensive end, Mikael Williams, we wrote about him after his official, unofficial visit, excuse me, last week. And he told us, even with all the stuff at Georgia, even with all the bells and the whistles and the 80 million and everything great, uh, the thing that stands out the most for him is uh, the people at the University of Georgia. And for a, for a program that's trying to win a very heated in-state recruiting battle uh, for a five-star defensive end, I think that's the thing that uh, Georgia fans should take, take pay a lot of attention to. Um, we got some other names to know. Uh, Aaron Bryant, he just recently dropped his top five. You'll see this. Today's his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Aaron Bryant. Jihad Campbell, he's actually in Clemson today. Another IMG Academy pass rusher for Georgia. It's going to be like, do they want Danny Denton Sutton? Do they want Anai White? Do they want Jihad Campbell? Do they want to play the long game with Shamar Stewart? That's kind of like the pieces that are forming there for their uh, edge defender. And the, uh, there, there are another one or two more edge defenders in the class of 2022. Uh, Dalen Everett, this is another guy that was in Clemson today uh, out of IMG Academy. A lot of the IMG guys were at Clemson today. That's a five-star corner. Um, Four-star Andre Green. He is in Athens this weekend out of Richmond, Virginia, on an official visit this weekend. 
Uh, he's one of the uh, top 125 prospects in the country. Uh, three-star offensive tackle Jacob Hood. He's also six foot eight out of Nashville, Tennessee. He's also in his official visit this weekend. We're going to recap the list for you really quickly in a minute. But Shalik Knotts, the same thing for him, a top 100 wide receiver out of Monroe, North Carolina. Uh, Addison Nichols, he had a great official visit to Georgia. It made him think quite a lot. I think it improved Georgia's position with Addison Nichols as it should have. Um, Addison uh, was in town on his official visit this past weekend. Jake Pope um, got the chance to visit Georgia, got the chance to work out for Georgia. Um, he showed up at Georgia on June 1st, which is the first day prospects could get on campus. He spent this weekend at North Carolina on his official visit. Shamar Stewart, he visited LSU this past weekend. That thing didn't go so well. You saw a lot of crystal balls change for Shamar Stewart from LSU. Looks like they're out of it, or at least that they didn't really enhance their chances with Shamar Stewart. Uh, the the kind of clubhouse favorite right now that a lot of the analysts are picking is Miami with Quayshawn Stewart. Uh, four-star offensive lineman Quayshawn Sapp um, outlines the rest of our kind of other names to know. Uh, Sapp uh, has plans to make his decision on July the 3rd. Kojo Antwi will make his decision on July the 5th. And the other really kind of semi-locked date, Oscar kind of confirmed it for me this weekend, he's going to make his decision on September the 30th. That will honor his mother, Mary Delp, who is a uh, fascinating lady in her own right. She runs marathons. She's ran Boston Marathon before. Uh, she's quite the athlete herself. Now, here's a breakdown. Uh, we always show the, sh the snapshot each week. Georgia drops two commitments. Here's something to say positive about Georgia's recruiting week this week. Uh, name me another program that can lose a pair of five stars, their two highest rated commitments, and still be in the top four. Well, that's where Georgia's at right now. They fell from number one to number four. They're down two commitments. They have three on offense, six on defense, one on special teams, seven in-state, three out-of-state. There's only one five-star. That's Malachi Starks. There's only three top 50 commitments at Gunnar Stockton, Malachi Starks, and Jalen Walker. Um, top 100 commitments, there are only five. Top 150 commitments, there are now seven. Uh, still eight commitments in the SEC footprint. As another thing to know, guys, this is the official visitors that are scheduled so far uh, for this weekend, the weekend of June 11th through the 13th with their 24-7 sports composite. Uh, overall rankings. Uh, look at these lists right here. Anai White, we mentioned him earlier. He's on the top targets list, the number 39 overall recruit in the country. Shalik Knotts, another wide receiver, number 93 overall in the country. Uh, Andre Green Jr., number 155 overall in the country. So a little quick wide receiver subplot there as you have uh, Andre Green uh, and Shalik Knotts and then Kojo Antwi and Denylon Morissette. Georgia's really trying to get out in front with the official visits for their most desired wide receiver targets. Uh, Jacob Hood, the six foot eight, three star offensive tackle out of Tennessee, got a lot of Georgia fans in his family. Um, uh, he is also he's also told me that he's going to take his official visit to Georgia this weekend. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Tennessee, a lot of schools are in there for uh, Jacob Hood as well. And then um, for the three star athlete, just picked up his uh, uh, offer from Georgia over the past three or four days. There's a report out there that um, from 24-7 Sports that he is expected to make his um, official visit uh, into Athens this weekend as well. Pretty busy slate of things going on. I, I tell you, I feel like we've kicked into high gear with everything we've had to discuss here with Georgia recruiting um, since those visits are happening now, uh, to say the least. Um, let me see. Now's the time. Man, there's a lot of things I want to show you, a lot of quick stories I want to show you. 
uh, try to get in front of your eyes about um, what's been going on over the last, I can't even do a week anymore, guys. There's so much going on. These are really the things that I saw from, you know, the, the past um, four or five, four or five days at the most. I think we've got to start with the most newsmaker options. Uh, the first of those would be, uh, let's take a look at that big bear, Alexander. Check out his decommitment tweet. Um, he said the landscape of college football has changed. That's why he's opening up his decision. Um, big bear, Alexander, makes the move away from the Georgia um, class at this time. Um, certainly a change of heart from the young man I met with just uh, just last Thursday evening. Um, and he had those positive comments about Georgia and how he thought the Georgia commitment was going to last uh, Jordan Davis and everything else like that. The second one, and we're going to get these out of the way quickly. Um, this is the, this is the day on buoy uh, decommitment that he put a statement up on his Instagram story uh, that, you know, says he just thinks he, he made the decision too early. Now he's going to go visit a bunch of other schools. Um, Jacob Hood is actually going to name his top five uh tomorrow that would be june 10th you can see that here in this tweet fully expect georgia to be in there because he's going to name his top five the day before he goes and takes his official visit to georgia speaking of top fives uh let's go through aaron bryant's top five aaron bryant recently uh uh named his top five he named it today this is another birthday like we said earlier in the show aaron bryant uh, named his top five on on it on, on his birthday He's got Texas. He's got Texas A&M. He's got Alabama. He's got Georgia. He's got LSU, I believe, is his fifth school in there. Um, Aaron Bryant out of uh, South Haven, Mississippi. Now, folks, that official visit went really well. He told me that he's about two to three months away from a decision. He did feel a certain type of way. He did get some commitment vibes as well this weekend. He had a. He told me that uh, Nicobe Dean, who basically grew up um, about five to ten minutes away from his home in South Haven near kind of the greater Memphis area in Mississippi, right off the Tennessee border where those two school, those two states intersect. Um, Nicole Dean did a fantastic job of uh, um, hosting him this weekend. Now look at this, guys. Braden Joyner, uh, this is a, a four-star offensive lineman. He was an MVP of a recent rivals camp. Probably going to end up the nation's number one or number two overall center. Um, but, uh, he, I spoke to him today about his Georgia unofficial. He said it felt like an official visit. Um, he really, 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 um, was taken aback by how much attention and love he received from Georgia. He got the chance to work out for coach Mad Luke, Braden Joyner. I really love his story. I can't wait till I have the ability to kind of publish a lot of thoughts there on Braden Joyner. Um, in the class of 2023, a big time offensive lineman. He's looking to play with a lot of dudes in the 2023 class as well. Um, Cade Lee, guys. Now, this is another um, Terrence Edwards pupil, Cade Lee. And we got some video here of Caden. Um, he's at the Auburn camp. Um, and look at him work. Look at the way he can set up his receiver. Uh, Terrence was telling me the way Caden Lee works, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of sets up like he's playing chess. He knows how to set up the defender. He has the ball skills, the leaping ability, the tenacity, the acceleration, the speed, the agility. He has all that stuff too, but then he's kind of playing chess with the cornerback as well. He very favorably compares Caden Lee to Jermaine Burton, almost the same player. He would give Caden uh, the edge at the same age in terms of route running and IQ and the, the way they think the position out, technique. Um, he would say Jermaine Burton would be a little bit more explosive, a little bit faster, 
Uh, you got to love watching Caden Lee. I know I do watching Caden Lee. He's called Honeycomb by those that know him really well. Uh, watching him uh, break guys up and break guys down and cross them up on those routes. You see some of these highlights here. He just These guys are just giving up. Um, I want you to show you this one. Now, this is uh, A.J. Harris, guys. And A.J. Harris, you want to think about the biggest visitor um, so far this week. Uh, and I'm not talking official visitor, but so far this week. And maybe, maybe the biggest 2023 visitor so far, along with L.T. Overton. Uh, that visited Georgia, I think it might be A.J. Harris. A.J. was a camper at Georgia for Kirby Smart's camps when he was in the seventh grade. He came back. Uh, basically, everybody on the Georgia staff met him at the door, met his family at the door. They were floored. Um, he worked out, even though he probably wasn't maybe thinking he was going to. He always had a, he always has a pair of cleats in the bag. Uh, looked very good in doing so. Uh, he felt that the way Coach Jamil Adai coached him was what he was looking for. Now here's the hardship for, you know, all this good news train about AJ Harris. He's a five-star nation's number two cornerback in the class right now. He told me, this is something you guys are hearing right now on dog nations before the hedges before it even shows up on DogNation.com. He told me that he's already felt um, that home vibe that this might be the place feeling for two schools. Georgia was one of those. Clemson was the other. Um, A.J. Harris is a out of the state of Alabama, right around the Columbus border. He was actually visiting Alabama today, uh, Virginia Tech, South Carolina, um, and Ohio State. Those are some of the other schools he's going to visit. And he told me that he's not going to mess around with making his decision. If he feels ready to make his decision before his junior year, he's going to be empowered to do so. And, and a lot of athletes have these lines, and they, it sounds right. But when A.J. Harris tells me that he is going to make his decision, and not visit anywhere else or not go anywhere else. I'm going to believe him at that because there was a certainty in his words. Uh, his father um, had a strong military background. They lived in Germany for a long time. They traveled all, all over, all over Europe. You can name a place in the Europe, European theater and European continent. Um, he's probably been there. Um, he moved back to uh, America when he was 10 years old, but he spent the first 10 years of his life overseas. Uh, I, I he, he's one of the most impressive guys Georgia has recruited um, in my mind of late. He's another, he's way up there in terms of composure, character, structure, a solid family background. Um, he's got a great story that I'm going to get to tell uh, very soon on dognation.com as well. Um, look at this tweet. I think everybody saw this from the nylon Morissette. Everybody saw um, basically it's the, we're going to get that back. The um, uh, nylon Morissette most likely, I think most people are, are kind of taking it to mean uh, Big Bear Alexander back. I think most likely the best interpretation for there is Georgia's going to get that number one ranking back um, in the class of 2022. And uh, the nylon guys, I'm going to tell you, this guy is a fun guy to talk to, uh, strong leadership skills, has a lot of fun. And he was an OG's G at the official visit this past weekend. He was talking to guys. I mean, he was just going boom straight into it. Why, who are your leaders? Why is Georgia not among your leaders? What does Georgia have to be your leaders? What does Georgia need to do to close this deal? You're feeling Georgia. I mean, he was peppering these guys. Uh, uh, he was really working for the Georgia um, for the Georgia brand this weekend. Wanted to show you guys this offer from Drew Bobo. I know we're kind of flipping through a lot. Hopefully, um, Michael, we're we're trying to feel like we're going quick game with a lot of this stuff. But um, Drew Bobo just picked up an offer from Auburn. Really, that kind of solidifies his decision for me between Georgia, Auburn, Georgia Tech. 
uh, Virginia Tech and uh, Kentucky. Those are the, he's going to visit three of those schools this weekend. Um, we mentioned Aaron Bryant in his top five. There it is right there. Um, Aaron Bryant um, out of uh, South Haven, Mississippi. He's a three-star, folks, but that's a three-star. He's a four-and-a-half-star four walking. That's how good – I mean, I never never forget the story he told me about um, – you know, you see his top five there. You also see a, a tweet of all of his pictures. He's got the keep chopping axe and everything else there. Um, I'll never forget when he told me that. Um, I don't think we have his top five here, but never forget when he told me when the first time he started talking to uh, Travion Scott, Coach Scott said, man, how come I don't know your name? How come we aren't already talking already? I'm looking at this film and you're a guy I should have been talking to for quite some time. Uh, a visual here. This is from John Johnson, Jigaman on Twitter. This is. Mikael Williams, his father. This is an example. I tell you, the guy's been everywhere. I think he's put up uh, more miles than your kind of Amazon truck that you see going around all the neighborhoods uh, each and every day. But um, he was at Florida State. That just adds to the list. I think the last time I counted, he visited five or six schools in the days that the doors were open. Check out Danny Dennis Sutton. That's another guy. I want you to see some of the visuals here of Danny Dennis Sutton. He tweeted out his thanks for his Georgia official visit. And I think Georgia is a major contender. I, I put up on the site uh, on Sunday night with a, with a lot of news, a lot of, a lot of information kind of flowing that I think there are two or three ways now where I can see Georgia uh, getting in the business with, uh, or, or excuse me, Georgia finding a way to have Denny Den Dennis Sutton in the class. Um, another name guys, and these five stars are coming in through here fast and furious. We're going to write about some of these. We got to write about this guy soon because I had a good interview with him as well. This is this is uh, Jaden Wayne, and he's out of Washington. And really, it sounds like um, Georgia is one of the, the three schools that are really on his mind right now. Uh, he's got the University of Washington. Georgia is one of those. Um, now, he's a guy very interesting. He's about 6'6", about 250 already. Uh, look how kind of mature and physically composed he looks right there. Um, he has the ability to be a defensive end, outside linebacker, edge, but also a tight end. He has that unique skill set where, you know, Hartley was talking to him. Todd Hartley was talking to him on his visit last week uh, over the last few days. And so is Dan Lanning. Really likes Georgia, really likes the way Georgia's recruiting him over the past six months. Really feels Georgia has a really good shot there uh, of uh, moving a lot further and a lot farther in his recruitment there. And I think Jaden Wayne, he's probably the last time I checked is a top 15 recruit in the class of 2023. And the last one I wanted to show you is, uh, you know, the, the offensive line picture for Georgia is certainly very murky. Uh, this is Griffin Scroggs. He's out of Grayson High, 6'6", about 300. He worked out and uh, got an offer from Georgia. That 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 workout was special. Uh, and Griffin Scroggs is one of those guys where um, you can, you can kind of see that this means a lot to him to be offered by the University of Georgia. Uh, this is a guy that I think you start kind of thinking about the short list of guys that could – fit into the Georgia class, um, especially with what they want to do with taking a couple of developmental offensive linemen. Going to watch that Griffin Scroggs recruitment, certainly, to see if a big guy like that winds up being a bulldog uh, in the class of 2022. I think those are all the tweets. We got a lot of, we had a lot of business to get to today, a lot of stuff to flow through today. Um, hope you guys were able to keep up. Uh, let me see what's going on with uh, – you guys got any questions or anything we can talk to you about? See how I, I was I was keen enough to get that light popped up and get it centered on my face when we had one of those five minute interviews, five minute packages with uh, Branson Robinson and also uh, Justice Haynes. 
Um, take a look at that if you guys are just joining us. Those are some pretty good stuff and a very, very packed first part of our show. Um, I'm going I'm to take a quick quick lap around uh, around Facebook and YouTube. You guys got any questions, anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, Richard D's got a question about Traquan Figgins. Yeah, I put an update on this maybe last weekend in the uh, in the forum. Uh, he went from a guy that and this is how the board works, guys. He went from a guy that was hearing from Georgia every day. I think Jamil Ladai called him on the first day he had the job, but now he only hears from Georgia about once a week. Um, it seems like Georgia's trying to figure out exactly what it wants with a lot of workouts in the uh, twenty twenty two. Defensive back class, I think the name that was maybe hot and heavy earlier, you could put Traquan Figgins in there, maybe with the name Jordan Lockdown Allen as well, as we got closer and closer to visits and everything else and evaluation. Um, Georgia started centering on certain guys. That's Kamari Wilson. That's um, Keon Sab. Now you've got, you know, you've got a guy like, you know, Dayon Bowie is no longer in the class, but uh, is it Jake Pope? Is it Daylon Everett? You know, as Georgia tries to figure out who the remaining pieces are at defensive back for this class, especially the cornerback position. Um, you know, that's a guy, Traquan Figgins, that uh going to probably – I think he's probably going to have to come to Georgia in camp um, this month. And actually, um, you know, that's one of those things where he's kind of just decided to slow down with everything. He visited Bama already this month as well. Um Connor Graham. Uh, Connor Graham, Travis Shaw's visiting in uh, two weekends. That's the third weekend. That's the 18th, the weekend of the 18th. Um, they are uh, – Connor Graham is uh, when that they will uh, – well, Georgia Georgia stacked the tight end for a while. Well, not really, uh, Connor. They took uh, Brock Bowers last year. The year before that, they took uh, Darnell Washington. Um, Brett Scyther is before that. Uh, Ryland Gody is before that. Uh, John Fitzpatrick is before that. So you're going to see, I think John Fitzpatrick has already graduated from Georgia. Now he's into his graduate classes. Uh, there is a very special um, attachment. And, and, you know, one of the things that Kirby Smart told, Oscar Delp told me that Kirby Smart told him is we don't have a player kind of like you with the variety of skills. He's 6'5", he's about 230. Um, he's big. He's really good in the run game, very physical. Very good yards after catch. He exploded last year in Georgia's Class 7A. Um, yeah, Robert Wakefield, Arch Manning, is going to visit this month. He just got through visiting Clemson. Georgia's one of the schools he wanted to check out. Um, Jordan Bowman, we've got uh, Clemson uh, onto the feed. Um, yeah, there, he, there's definitely right about that. We've said this a lot. You know, Clemson won't allow – uh, somewhat that they don't take, they don't allow official visits in the summer. That's the one thing that recruits keep telling me, especially even in this cycle. And the other thing is that if you're committed to another school, you can't take an official visit to Clemson. Um, and if you want to take an official visit to another school while you're committed to Clemson, then the thing you have to do is to decommit. Um, let me see. Danny Blackman, thanks for hanging out. Um, Let me see. Uh, got some thoughts on a lot of guys. Um, let's see what Facebook. Um, 
Thomas Gwynn. Hey, thanks, man, for watching. Steve Weimer, thanks for watching. Uh, Clarence Dawson, Patrick Harris, Travis McCullough, Moose Dames. Um, certainly appreciate you guys all logging in and hanging out. Um, hope you guys are, um, like I said, a lot of stuff to get to. Big busy week for Georgia recruiting. Two decommitments. All the slew of visitors coming in. All the slew of great news you're hearing about how those official visits went as they're supposed to go. Um, but also a lot of good feedback from a lot of unofficial visitors as well as Georgia starts moving forward um, as it continues to recruit the best players in the nation at a rate that um, at a rate that very few other schools can match up with or compare. Randy Hall, uh, Brock Bowers. The other thing about Brock Bowers is Delp's a big fan of Bowers. Got a chance to hang out with him. His hosts were actually uh, Brett Scyther and John Fitzpatrick. Kendall Milton, of all folks, guys, he hosted uh, Branson Robinson over the past weekend. But um, <laughs> Jermaine King makes a makes a comparison about uh, Travis Shaw hour here now. Um, but uh, the thing that uh, the thing that um, you know, there was a lot of things about, about Dell. But when Kirby Smart told him that they don't really have a player quite like him, that made an impact. Um, Ryan Elward, I like this question, Ryan. So what's the biggest difference in securing Georgia's remaining targets? One, coaches. Two, influential 22 commits. Or three, superior on-field play. Ryan, I think you nailed it with your last one. I think it's superior on-field play, one. But then it's also the way Georgia looks superior on the field. And I think that's a dynamic offense. I think Georgia's going to have a robust defensive class. It always does. But for me, the difference in this class between Extraordinary for Georgia. Oh, excuse me. Let me back up. Meaning very good upper echelon, top tier for the nation. That's kind of what Georgia does every year. The difference between that and being extraordinary for Georgia is they're going to have to land a guy like Oscar Delp. They're going to have to land a guy like maybe an Andre Green Jr. and a Kojo Antwi. They're going to have to get those lethal, fire-breathing dragon type playmakers where they're just explosive. They put their foot in the ground and go. Um, Georgia's going to need to stockpile those guys on offense this year. That would include Branson Robinson to go along with a guy like Gunnar Stockton, a guy that probably doesn't get enough credit as he deserves. I mean, the guy can throw the ball 65, 65 yards, 66 yards in the air in a game. He's going to run a 4-7 laser on grass, 4-6, uh, 4-7 laser on grass, tough runner, physical leader. He's going to challenge for basically every uh, career passing record in Georgia high school football history this fall. Um, hmm. All right, guys, want to say thanks uh, for having another hour with us on Before the Hedges. We heard from Branson Robinson. We heard from uh, uh, Justice Haynes. We had a chance to kind of take a lap around what's going on now with the recruiting cycle and Georgia losing two five-star commitments on back-to-back -back days this week. Georgia drops from number one to number four. If you've been with us for a long time, that's the one thing is Georgia is always going to recruit at that very high level. And a lot of those players that Georgia recruits, well, they're not the easiest uh, guys to hold on to, especially coming out of, of a pandemic. One thing that we can speak with confidence about is we will be here on Dog Nation to be there for the ups and downs. We're going to record and chronicle as much as it, of it as we can. We're going to bring you the stories of these young men as well. Hope everybody has themselves a good remainder of the week. Let me give you a little little in, intel nugget uh we will be back next week for before the hedges but i'm going to be well tanned uh when i do actually my lovely bride is celebrating um her birthday on the next couple of days and uh 
I kind of thought it would be a good idea to take her out of the country for a while and uh, and have some fun and uh, not think about five stars so much for the next uh, next four or five days or so. Um, but anyway, guys, it's always my pleasure to be here uh, talking all things Georgia football, Georgia recruiting. I'm Jeff Sintel. You guys have yourself a great week. Feel blessed. Be blessed. Have yourself a, a great rest of your work week. Make some make a difference in our world if you can over the next couple of days with even the smallest of actions. Take care of one another out there, and we'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. Thanks to everybody for hanging out again tonight. Let's go, I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business education. It's important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.